Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another bonus episode of Kimboology. Hi, everyone. So, I decided to just do a little bit of a podcast. Right now, I'm in Arizona, Sedona. Um, this place is fucking gorgeous, beautiful. Um, if you haven't been to Sedona, definitely put it on your bucket list. Um, yeah, I just wanted to chat a little bit. I wanted to, right now I'm just sitting outside. Uh, me and my partner got this really beautiful villa um, that's in Sedona. Um, it's about a two-hour drive um, outside of, we flew into Phoenix. So it's like a two-hour drive um, to get to Sedona from Phoenix. Um, and yeah, so we arrived here and our room is lit, litty titty. Um, we have our own entrance, um, to the room. Um, it has a bathtub, a jacuzzi bathtub in there, some, a shower. The shower has three different heads cause that's fucking necessary. <laughs> so unnecessary. Some rich people should honestly. Um, yeah. And the bed is so comfortable. The, like the TV's enormous, but the only reason we were able to do this is because, um, T-Mobile Tuesdays, I don't know if you guys know about if you have T-Mobile, um, T-Mobile Tuesdays, every Tuesday they have like deals and, um, you go on to, it's like an app. So you just download the app. And then if you go on there, there's just like a bunch of like deals that they have every week, every Tuesday. And there were like hotel deals and this one was on it. So we saved like 40% on this hotel. So it was like a great deal. Um, and it's our two month or sorry, our two year anniversary. So we're here. We decided to go. Um, and I kind of wanted to chat with you guys about my experience so far, our experience um, with flying too, especially during COVID. I bet some of you were very curious about how that went. Um, yeah, I wanted to chat about it. Um, this is just a shoot the shit episode. I just wanted to get on the mic and just start recording. We brought the mic out here because we thought it might be cute to just do like a, a remote on the go episode. Um, so it's not soundproof. You might guys, you might hear dogs barking, fucking, you know, cars honking. I don't know. We're right next to this, the office. So there might be talking in the background. So I apologize, but, or there might be a pig winking. So yeah. So when we first got in here, um, there were fucking wild boar that were like right outside our fucking door. So I don't know if you guys follow me on, on social media, but I posted it. Crazy shit. I was in the shower. My partner was like, bitch, there are fucking wild boar outside. I was like, what? What? So then we went out there or he went, he videotaped it and he like showed me it. And I was like, wow. So yeah, they were like spiny and like, it was kind of cool, but like too close for comfort. So now I'm just like terrified that when I'm sleeping, a fucking wild boar is just going to come up in the villa and just, you know, get in bed and sleep with me. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, it's very like outdoorsy hippie out here. So if you guys are into that shit, um, definitely come out here, but I'm going to talk more about that in a sec. But I wanted to talk about the flight situation. So we did end up flying to Arizona. Um, a couple months back, me and my partner, we actually drove to Denver, Colorado, because um, this was kind of like more in the time of uncertainty and we wanted to be safe. And so we decided to drive 15 hours um, from Chicago to Denver. And then we did another six hours and we stayed in this cute little mountain town called Ure. Um, which is right outside Telluride. Um, I don't know if you guys are into like, what is it, uh, skiing? Yeah, that, that type of shit. 
they do that shit there. So um, it's one of those little small mountain skiing towns. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah. So um, this time around, we were like, you know, we did our, you know, we did our research and been hearing people, you know, that I, you know, podcasters I listen to. Shout out to, oh my God, shout out, shout out, shout out to Jaden XD, like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite podcasts. Um, the Read, of course, the birthplace, the birthplace of like black podcasting in general and one of the first ones to do it honestly after like joe rogan but they're a huge inspiration to me love kid fury love crystals um and yeah really love um around the way curls and getting grown um pretty much all the like super friends podcasts i listen to but anyways uh j uh xd said that he he moved to like um la he's one of the hosts on Jaden xd and he was explain he was explaining how like on the airplane it was like the best experience he's had on airplanes so far and I was like what he's like yeah it was actually like way better flying during COVID than normal so I was like hmm and then I had one of my good girlfriends um shout out to Elaine she went to Colorado and she flew and I was like and she's a nurse and I was like girl like tell me like what do you think she's like girl like I'm a nurse I'm around this shit all the time I have my TB mask we'll be fine you know so I'm like you know what me and my partner's anniversary um isn't is coming up so we were like all right for our second year anniversary fuck it you know let's just use some miles and fly to Arizona like we literally wanted to go to Arizona we originally wanted to drive that was the original plan instead of going to Denver we wanted to see if we can make it to um yeah Sedona but it was like driving to Denver was like 15 hours and then it was another fucking 10 hours to get to like Sedona and I was like bitch bitch like if if you guys ever if you guys don't road trip or if you've not experienced it, it's like I thought it'd be like a, I, was, I love to drive like I'm a big driver like I love to be in my car and drive like but damn fucking like seven hours straight that's tough you know so I didn't want to add another 10 hours to the truck flight and I was like you know what or to the trip so I was like you know what fuck that shit let's just stay in Denver we went to Ure had the best time super super cute city um, and then this time we're like, let's just fly. So the flight, um, first of all, you check in like you normally do whatever. I was kind of concerned with, you know, right now I just wasn't certain if it was going to be busy or not. Like I, I thought it would be slower because I'm like, okay, people are probably still afraid to travel, but I did hear that more people are traveling now. So I'm like, Hmm. So, you know, I had my brother, you know, drop us off at the airport and then, you know, I just kind of like wanted to set aside time that way we like you know, if there was, like, new rules to, like, I don't know, fucking, you know, go flying. I didn't know, you know. But, yeah, it was actually way better than um, normal drive, normal flying. Like, way better. See, there, you hear that? Airplane in the background. Hey. So I'm outside. Um, but anyways, it was way better. It was way, way better. Um, first things first, you know, you, you, you have to wear a mask the entire time you're in the airport and then the entire time you're on the flight no excuses, you know, you keep your mask on. There were some, you know, usual suspects with, like, when we were in the airport that we were, like, after the gates that, like, I saw, like, was, like, not wearing or, like, pulling it down. Like, they, obviously, they said, like, if you're eating or, like, drinking, like, you don't have to wear it, but, like, be mindful, you know? But then there's always those, you know, those, like, fucking, like, uh, rebels, oh, I'm not gonna wear a mask, (laughs) you know? You know, it's like, fuck out of here. Like, just wear the fucking shit, you know? Like, it's it just, it's so annoying. But anyways, um, get to the airport. They, 
you know, we didn't have bags to check. So, you know, that was great from there. Cause then, and we already had our boarding passes and everything. Um, I, um, I'm a, what do you call it? I have a, I have TSA pre-check. So I'm able to just like cut the line, but my partner doesn't. So, um, but it didn't, it wasn't needed, honestly. Um, since we didn't check our bags, there were some lines to check bags. Um, and it seems like they were doing some different procedures for checking bags. It was like, they were at the kiosks, um, and I guess they were just doing this, like, I don't know, it was difficult. It, it was, there's people, like, on the kiosk, like, they were just, like, lined up and stuff. But it seems like they were doing that a little differently. I didn't really under, I didn't really see what exactly was going on, because, honestly, I was like, I don't got no bags to check. Fuck out of here. Let me just go to my gate, because we didn't want to be late. So we went past, um, did our usual, you know, go through the gate, you know, have, scan all your shit. They have a new procedure, though. This I went. I flew United, by the way. So I flew United. Yeah, and they had this, like, different procedure where, like, they have the, like, bucket thing that catches, like, that you put all your stuff in. They had this, like, conveyor belt system that works so well. I mean, I don't know if that's new because of COVID or if that's just new in general, but it basically, like, pops out, you know, the fucking, the bucket comes out, put all your shit in, there's one person there, and then it just kind of, and then it, it like goes on the conveyor belt, you know, itself. And then like at the end, it like, you just put it in the spot and it just keeps like, it's like a conveyor belt. It just like goes around and around and around, which works so much better. So I don't know if that's been a thing even before COVID, um, but I'm, whatever. I mean, I thought I pretty, I travel a lot, so I, I haven't seen it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, it was pretty standard, you know, obviously they're not, you know, telling you to take your shoes off and, you know, keep your laptop, take your laptop out, have it separate. So that didn't seem really much different. Uh, we got through the gate and then, sorry, there's mosquitoes and I'm trying not to get mosquito bites. Tell you, this is what I get for recording outside. Anyways, um, then we get through the gate. Um, we get through TSA, I'm sorry. And then we go to our gate and yeah. So basically what they're doing now though, to basically, again, mosquitoes. I am going to get eaten alive. Um, so what they're doing different is that they're actually, I got one, guys. Fuck yeah. Got his ass. I got another one earlier. I'm getting eaten up, so I'm not going to be out here long. But anyways, so what they're doing different is they're seating people on the plane based off where you're at, like where your seat is, right? So if you were in the, so they're seating the back of the plane first and then the front of the plane last, which makes perfect fucking sense right because people that go in go to the back and then it's like you know you just seat you know it's like that makes sense like go to the back first and then seat it all the way to the front um they were doing that instead of the whole hey I paid extra to sit down and wait the exact amount of time that everyone else is gonna wait because the fucking plane can't go off anyways until we're all seated so okay you know it just makes so much sense you know um, so yeah, they seated the back first and I, I was towards the back. I think we were like in 34 C like that row. So yeah, we got to go in like, you know, towards the beginning, they sat us, we sat down. Um, we, me and my partner had a row to ourselves. Um, I was kind of strategic too when booking the seats cause I was like, I don't want to sit no, I don't want anybody pulling some bullshit and sitting in the same row as us because COVID. So I definitely booked the aisle and the window, leaving the middle row empty. So if they did book it, they had to be in the middle, which is, come on, during COVID time, 
It's like, why would you pick that seat, you know? Um, so it worked. No one was sitting in our row. Um, the plane was fairly busy. I would say that it was about maybe 70% capacity, I would say. There was there were a couple rows that, you know, like there was one guy, he was like sitting across from us. He had his dog and him, the cutest dog and the best behaved dog. That dog didn't make a damn peep the entire plane ride. It was this cute little shih tzu, um, super cute. And then, yeah, the woman left behind us didn't, like, she didn't, at first she didn't have anybody, but then I think once they figured out, like, there were certain rows that were, like, almost empty, they kind of decided to, like, space people out, right? So if you did happen to get a, a row where you didn't know the person next to you, they were like, okay, let's seat you with the row with nobody there or with the one person that's at the window, and then you can be in the aisle. That way there's an empty seat. So they were trying to be mindful of that, which I appreciated. Um... So yeah, that was great. Um, the flight was normal. They seemed to be um, like waiving some of the stupid little fees that normally are there. Like normally if you fly United now, you have to pay extra for like DirecTV, you know, all that bullshit. They had DirecTV free. Um, so that was cool. Movies, local TV, sports, all that shit was free. And they gave you the, the headphones and they even gave you like more, we, we, they made like a pre-packed bag with like a water bottle and our snacks and like a hand sanitizer. Oh, as soon as you got on the plane too, they handed you a hand sanitizer like right away. So a little packet. So that was cool. Um, all the stewardess and um, flight attendants were wearing masks. Um, yeah, so we sat down. You can use a hand sanitizer and desanitize your whole seat. That was great. Um, and then, yeah, so then like they were passing out those pre-packaged, like everyone just got those and that was nice. And that way they didn't have to like you know, do extra shit. They just like handed it to you. You know, you didn't have to choose or anything, you know? And then during um, the service with like, they did the normal like water, you know, do you want water, da, 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 coffee? Do you want all that bullshit? Um, but I've always been the type of person to not want my drink opened. Like whenever I go to, on the airplane and they ask me like, what would you like to drink? I always say, give me a can. I like sparkling water, call me bougie, whatever. A girl loves it, so I love sparkling water. Um, so I always ask for a can of seltzer or sparkling water. Um, but I always ask for the can itself, and I don't ask for anything else. Like, I don't ask for ice or a cup or for them to open it. It pisses me off when they open it because it's like I don't, want it, I don't necessarily want to drink it at the time. I save it because you're always going to need – when you're traveling, you're always going to need a can of water or pop or whatever the fuck you choose for later. You know what I mean? Not at the time, because I always travel with a water bottle. I, I travel with a water bottle. Um, obviously, you have to have it dumped when you go through TSA. And then when I arrive inside of the airport, I fill it up with the water bottle, that's the water fountain that's in there. So I'm always ready to go with water. So I don't need them to pour me water or orange juice or coffee and all that shit. Just give me the can. I'll handle it from there. Okay? So I did my same thing. They, were, they had no problem with doing that. So that was normal. So, yeah. Um, flight was good. Uh, it was like a three hour, three hour, 15 minute flight, three hour, 20 minute, some three and a half flight from Chicago to Phoenix. Um, your girl fell asleep for a little bit. It was great. You know, watched a little, I watched the office for a little bit and nodded off for a little bit. And then, yeah, it was great. Super fast. And then when we landed, this was the best part of the entire fucking trip. 
on the on the flight, in my opinion. So you know when you're when you get into the you know you get into the um, when the flight lands and then you come in you pull into the the, the parking way where they're gonna start to de- you know connect to the wow I can't even think of the fucking name uh, whatever you're you've landed you've arrived and that's the moment when everybody wants to fucking stand up and get their bags and stand like assholes. Um, while the people in the front of the plane obviously are going to get out first, right? No. Everyone stands up, is an asshole, grabs, you know, rushes, tries to grab their bag first, and then stands there and then sits there and waits. So the captain, you know, spoke up and was like, listen, we ain't with the shits, guys. All right, this is COVID time. We are going to sit our asses down, and we are going to wait. He's like, I'm going to call certain rows. He's like, row one through five first. Stand up, grab your things, disassemble from the plane. Then I will call the next row to stand up, grab your things, disassemble from the plane, and then go on and on and so forth. Awesome. I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? The fact that we don't even fucking do this in the first place boggles my mind, right? Everyone's an asshole. Everyone's in this fucking rat race world. We have to stand up and grab our bags first, even though you're going to fucking wait there because you can't get off the plane until the people in front of you get off. So what the fuck are you in the rush for, right? Right. So they have um, executed that new procedure, which is fantastic, fantastic. And for the most part, I would say 95 of the percent, 95 percent of people um, listened to the captain. They were always, you know, there was that curmudgeonly old white man, Trump support, I'm sure, um, that also was really sh- sketchy with his mask. I'll tell you that, and stood up you know, during the first row, row one through five, he was like in row 20 or some shit, stood up, got his bag from the thing, didn't care, didn't listen. I was like, you know what? Such the white, white privilege at its best, of course, um, gag. So, uh, that was gross, but whatever it's to be expected. And then, yeah, we got off the plane. Um, Phoenix was quite, Phoenix looks nice. Phoenix has a really nice airport. It's like clean, uh, modern, uh, the bathrooms were very clean, modern, and I, yeah, the bathrooms are great there. I always judge a place by their bathroom. Um, but yeah, Phoenix is nice. I've never been to Phoenix before, so it was a nice airport. Uh, but it was quite empty, quite empty. Um, there wasn't many people there at all um, at that time. I flew in on a Saturday, though. So I flew into Sedona, uh, I flew into Phoenix on a Saturday. So yeah, quite empty. It was quiet. So yeah, uh, from there... Uh, we wanted to rent a car because we didn't. We never had plans to stay in, in Phoenix. We wanted to rent a car and immediately drive to F- Sedona. That was our plan. So, um, and that right there, we had to go find the rental place because we already had um, a um, pre. You know, we have we already had a car that we already like chose and everything like that already ready for us to go. And uh, they have to shuttle you there to the rental car area in in Phoenix which was fine. It was fine. Again, same white dude, old white man, refused to wear his mask on the bus, touching everything. I was just like, oh, there was two, the whole entire bus. There was like, you know, it wasn't many. They were limiting the people per bus, like 10 people per bus. Um, but there was always those, there was two white men that decided, oh, I'm not gonna wear my mask. Everybody else had a mask on. I was like, it would be all, it would be all my privilege. Anyways, so we get off the bus we find a rental. 
Um, they upgraded us from like a little compact car to a Mazda um, SUV, which was the car I wanted to buy. Um, this summer I bought a new car and yeah, I was like debating whether I should do that or the car I have now, which is the new Kia Seltos. Dope. But the Mazda CX-9, which was also a nice car. And there were some pluses and minuses, but whatever. Um, really nice, really spacious. Um, and then, yeah, it was going to be another two-hour drive to Sedona from there. Um, we were starving, <laughs> so we had to get, we got some food. We stopped by a place called Postino. Postino. It was in the, like, um, right across from the University of Arizona, I believe. Food was banging really good. They had these, like, this, they had this really dope, like, it sounded super, like, you know, Caucasian, but, um, it's vegan, but it was this cauliflower, but it was dope. Like the way they seasoned it or whatever. She's like, honestly, I recommend this. She's like, honestly, I know what you're thinking. Cauliflower weird, but people come here and they, they travel for this dish. She's like, trust me, that shit was fire. I was like, bitch, give me the recipe. Anyways, scarf that shit down so bad that I was like so fat and just like couldn't move afterwards. And we still have another two hour drive to our, um, hotel. So yeah, that was fun. Um, one thing though, before I did that, uh, I have an Illinois medical card and in Arizona, weed is not recreational yet here. They, they, it's medical only, but I was, I did some like Googles and I was like, Oh, I wonder if my, you know, Illinois medical card will work here. I wonder if I can get some Swede over here. Um, and then, so I called a couple of dispensaries and then one dispensary was like, bitch, nah, we only take Arizona medical cards. So that sucked. Um, but your girl had some, you know, edibles and things like that with her. So it was okay. Um, but, um, so yeah. So then we started our drive. Our drive was, it was actually really easy. It wasn't bad. The roads are pretty simple. The GPS does go in and out a lot, especially once you get to like the mountain parts and like the canyons and things like that. It was, you know, sketchy. The internet goes in and out. The GPS goes in and out. But for the most part, super good. Like, it wasn't going to, like, we found our place, no problem. Um, yeah, Sedona's great. Get to Sedona. It's just picturesque. You walk out the door. There's fucking canyons and mountains. And it's just so beautiful here. It's just such a fucking beautiful city. Um, Sedona itself, it's, it's quaint. It's not that big. Um, but there are different parts, smaller parts of it. Well, I forgot what, I don't know what technically what this part is. This is West Sedona, excuse me, West Sedona, I think. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, uh, our place is called Casa, fuck, what is it called? Sedona, Sedona Casa Inn or something like that. Yeah. Sedona Casa in Sedona, Casa in Sedona. And, uh, yeah, we're in like one of the like we were in staying in like the suite with like yeah in this place and it's like so cute so cute my partner does a really good job with picking hotels he's the shit at that so I always leave that up to him and he did a great job this place is beautiful um they have a cute um like outdoor area you can kind of sit there's like little like benches you can swing there's an outdoor jacuzzi which is litty titty and then like there's like a beautiful like backdrop you can sit like it's right by the canyons like so that's like literally what you're like in the jacuzzi watching. It's really, really nice. Um, the people here are super sweet. The food was great. The food's great. The hospitality here is amazing. I have no complaints. This place is awesome. Um, we only planned to stay here three days because um, we were planning to 
because like the main reason I wanted to come here was to go to Antelope Canyon. And that's like a little further north south northwest of here um towards the Grand Canyon. So we were planning to like maybe have it like having to possibly move and stay overnight closer to closer to the Antelope Canyon. Um but then we thought about it and like we did the numbers and like like the math and shit and it just made no it just didn't make sense to like pack all our shit and move you know, especially when we are flying out of Phoenix. So, because it's another, like, three-hour three or three-and-a-half-hour drive from Sedona to, like, the Grand Canyon or Antelope, and Antelope Canyon, that area. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to, like, you know, drive and then drive back. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Because um, to have to drive that and then have another two hours to catch a flight, No don't that's like too risky you know so yeah um we are staying in Sedona the whole time so yeah we've been here two days it feels like a month (laughs) time here is like standing still it's really eerie because first of all we're two hours um ahead of Chicago yes we're two hours ahead of Chicago so right now it is like 5 45 um p.m so it would be like 7:45 at home in Chicago. So we're still we're kind of jet lagged to be honest. Like right now, like everything feels later even though it's earlier, but that's just because we're on Chicago time. Um so like we got like we would get up really like, I'm like getting up super early, like I'm like feeling like an early bird bitch even though I'm not. I hate getting up early, hate it. Except for travel. A bitch will get up early for travel. Today, uh I woke up at 4 in the morning. <laughs> Because uh, we um, went to a place called Devil's Bridge and the hike there to get there. And they said, like, I researched a little bit and they said they recommended to go, to, like, for sunrise to Devil's, to the Devil's Bridge. And you should go as early as possible because they said that if you wait maybe, like, till 9 or 10 o'clock, that there's a line to go on the bridge. And I was like, your girl's not doing that shit, especially during COVID fuck that shit so really happy that we did that super happy that we did that because um it ended up being really really beautiful we woke up at four um drove it wasn't far it was about 18 minutes about 20 minutes from our hotel um but it was pitch black so your girl had like the head torch on headlight on or whatever and um you have to walk like up this cobblestone dirt road for like fuck I don't know a mile mile and a half at least maybe even more no it's probably like it's like the total the total today we we did a hike and it was four miles and yeah it was like two miles up two miles back and uh it was mostly that road there is towards the end of the trail there is a part that gets kind of um climby it gets kind of difficult you do have to do some climbing it's pretty steep um so I do warn you on that if you normally hike it's okay it's it's not it's a breeze it's not for long that you have to do some climbing but it's you know it's some shit you know what I mean like you gotta like there's like several steps up you gotta do some you have to use your hands um so if you're not a normal climber or if you're not a normal hiker you know I would maybe like "Mm, I don't know if that one's gonna be you know for you um but I wouldn't call myself I wouldn't call myself like an expert. I don't rock climb, but I do like to hike. And I 
I have experienced a wide variety of trails. I would say that was like schmedium, like easy to schmedium. Um, it was just a lot of walk. Honestly, the dirt road part going up to, to find that like mountain part to climb was a lot harder. It was like long and there's lots of stones and cobblestone in the road, in the dirt road. So like walking, you're constantly like, stepping on them and like fucking almost like tripping and shit. That part, you, that part, if you do a tour here, they will drive you up that dirt road. So you don't have to walk it. So that's how they sell you the packages for the tur- for the tours. Um, but honestly, like mo- most older people like will buy the package and then figure out that like they have to go up this fucking wall to get up to the Devil's Bridge. And they're like, bitch, uh, I can't do that. Like my like I have a cane. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like if you it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just put it that way. But anyways, totally worth it. We got there, saw the sunrise. Um, took our photos. We met this like older, I mean, dude was like in his like seventies, he said, but he's one of those old niggas that was just like, he was old. He was a white dude, but he was just one of these old dudes that just like wouldn't stop talking and like telling you about his life. And, um, but he was badass. Like he's been like hiking. Like he's like, yeah, I hike like 200 miles a year or some shit like that. He was, I was like, okay, go ahead. And he was a badass. I'll give him that, you know, but he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you know, he was like, he basically like made, made friends with us. So we would go and like, we would take pictures of him on the bridge. And, you know, obviously he's like, I'll take pictures of you guys. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Granted, you know, because when you're on the bridge itself, it's, uh, you're not going to be able to take a photo of it. Like you have to, someone across, someone that's not on the bridge has to take a photo of you. So if you're by yourself, you will need to find someone to take a picture for you. It's not hard, but still, um, during COVID too, you know, people are kind of being a little, you know, you know, touchy with that stuff, you know? Um, some people wear masks when they hike, some people don't, you know, but we, we, you know, there's always a hiker, hiker, curi- uh, what is it called? Hiker, um, you know, like letting them pass, you know, like you're just like, okay, like, you know, if it's a tight corner, if it's a tight climb, you wait, the person goes up or goes down and then you go, like, you're not going to like be on top of that person. Okay. There's a hiker's courtesy, what they say or whatever. So Yeah. So he took pictures of us, took pictures of him. But the, one of the, the cutest thing that happened, though, this morning was that this one guy was hiking with his girlfriend, and he ended up proposing to his girl. So, 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 so cute. Um, it was cute because, like, there was, it was really early, so there wasn't many people. Like, because, you know, the people that really fuck with this lifestyle are going to, you know, go with the crack of slavery to see this, you know, sunrise and then do the, do the bridge. But, um, so it was just him and his girl, you know, and he like got down on one knee. Uh, of course that old white guy like offered to like take photos of them and shit. And of course, when he got down on one knee, we all like gushed and like started taking videos and stuff for him. You know, um, there was probably like six people there. It wasn't many people at all. And, um, yeah, he proposed. It was super cute. She was crying. Um, and it was just them, you know, just them in their hiking boots. And I was like, that's how you do it. You know what? You don't need us to be a spectacle. Like I always said, you know, take me somewhere beautiful. I don't care. It could just be just us, you know? Um, but like hiking, like up a beautiful, like mountain, like that's fucking dope. I love that, you know? Um, so yeah, that was cute. So we witnessed that. Um, and then, yeah, we um, hiked the long way back. The, the way back was harder than the way up, honestly. Um, your girl was tired. But we also did some hiking yesterday. So yesterday we did Cathedral Rock. 
Um, and that was another um, trail here in Sedona. There are several trails here, several. Um, so you won't, you know, um, you're not going to, in pretty much anywhere you go, it's like super beautiful. You're going to get a gorgeous photo wherever you go. Um, but there's these, so this place is like really special because it's like super sacred. There's like an energy vortex, they call it here. And, um, lots of monks, um, and gypsies and spiritual people will come here and they'll meditate and they'll do energy readings here. And it's just on another level of like, it's just like, there's the high energy. It's like a high, the only way they explain it is by being there, honestly. Um, cause it's like something you can't explain. It's a feeling like you're there and you just, it's a high energy place, right? So they call these different locations of the trail vortexes. And there are four vortexes um, here in Sedona. The one we did was the Cathedral Rock Trail. And that was like, the, like they say that's the number one vortex, like the highest vortex, the highest energy vortex here. And when I tell you, you will feel it. Like you get to a point of the trail of the hike and you're standing on the top of this like canyon and you just look around and you just like take in the beautiful, amazing scenery. And it's like taking photos doesn't do it justice. Like you have to be there to feel it, you know? And I totally felt that shit. The only other time I felt it on that level that I can, that, that I thought of right away was when I went to Ayers Rock in Australia, uh, in the Outback, which is like Uluru, which is what the Aboriginals call it. The, the proper name, um, that place was, oh my God, like the energy there was like on another level. Like you go there and you just vibrate. It's fucking wild, right? So when we did Cathedral Rock yesterday, yeah, you go up there and you just kind of take it all in and you're like looking around and just like feel the energy. It's wild. It's great. So yeah, a lot of people meditate. They do yoga. Um, I was like, I wish I had my yoga mat with me. I was like, this was a, per was a perfect spot to do yoga beautiful scenery. It was amazing. So that was awesome. Um, that trail had, had, it was not super, super packed, but there was some people. So there was some, like, we had to like pull over to the side and let people walk up and down, you know, cause it, yeah, it was getting congested. Um, but it's very big. It's not like a small trail, like it's wide. So like, there's some parts that get smaller, but for the most part, you're, you're good. You don't need to go there a certain time or anything. You just go, you know? But I will tell you, hiking in the summertime here in Arizona, it gets fucking hot. Like, if, like, we did the trail today for Devil's Bridge. If we did that, like, at 9 or 10 o'clock, like, I think I would have died. It was so hot by that time. So, like, we went during, you know, it was dark, you know? So it was, like, a little cooler. The sun wasn't out yet. So it was perfect. So I do recommend going. If you're going to do the Devil's Bridge, go... Get up, get the fuck up early. Like, it's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. Especially if you have to wait your turn later to take a photo on the bridge. Fuck that shit. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, that was spectacular. Um, Cathedral Rock. Tra Cathedral Rock Trail. That was really, really, really nice. So that was one of the vortexes. Uh, there's another place called Bell Rock Trail, Bell Rock Canyon. That's another vortex place. We're gonna spot. We're gonna possibly go there um, towards the end of our trip. Um, and then there was Boyd. It was like Boydton Canyon is another one. You can Google this shit. It's, it'll tell you. Just put in like vortex Sedona, Arizona, whatever. It'll pop up right away. 
Um, yeah, those are like the four major ones. Um, if, you, if y'all really want to know, I could put them in the show notes later. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. But we wanted to definitely check out the Cathedral Rock one because that was supposed to be the, the strongest. So yeah. But we really wanted to, my most important one to go see when I was here was Antelope Canyon. But today, we were, we were planning on going tomorrow to Antelope Canyon. So it's about three hours from here, right? Driving there. Um, and if you don't know what that is, Google it. Fucking gorgeous. You're going to be like, oh my God, yes. I've seen these photos on Instagram somewhere. Oh my God, I was always wondering where this place was. It's a bucket list for me. Um, it's closed. Yeah. So, um, it is a, it's run by a Navajo, um, reservation. And obviously with COVID, like they are being very, very, like they're being very touchy about like, you know, being open and what to do and you know, right. But of course, during this time, like I get it, trust me, I fucking get it. Um, but yeah, um, I actually call, I actually talked to one of the nice receptionists and she said that she called for me and she called them and said, and they said that they, yeah, they're closed until further notice. So, um, also Havasu Falls. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. That one's very popular. Havasu, that one is like, if you guys watch the latest, if you guys watch Beyonce's, um, Black is King, which you guys fucking should, it's on Disney plus do it. Fantastic. Her video for spirit, the new song she did for the Lion King she filmed at Havasu Falls, um, and it's got that, it's, like, the scene where she's, like, underneath that gorgeous waterfall, like, that's where she filmed it, it was here in Arizona, and she flew in, she just took a helicopter there, she didn't hike or anything, but the hike is supposed to be, like, some shmoney, like, it's not, well, you have to pay, yes, to do it, but it's just supposed to be really hard, (laughs) it's not, it's not easy to hike it, so, um, you just like, like people plan a like, year ahead for this trip to go to Havasu Falls and, um, they have like in the, I believe this is what I was, he- I was told that they, the, and the reservation only like allows a certain amount of permits for the year. And then they, they like announce them or they issue them like in February of every year. And so you have to do it at that time. And if you don't do it, like they're gone. So you like can't even go the whole year. So they're very particular, very, very secluded. So I was like, they for sure are closed during this time. And of course they are. So Antelope Canyon is another, you know, uh, Native American reserve, uh, reservation place. And they were, they're right now not accepting visitors. So um, I was disappointed, but you know what? I understand. I respect it. I get it. I wouldn't want dirty people dirtying up my fucking reservation as well. So a reservation, you know, place or whatever, but I get it. So I wasn't even, I was, I was a bit pressed, but I wasn't even holding a grudge. Cause I was like, you know what? I've already done a, f- I've already like seen a bunch of beautiful stuff here in Sedona already. And I've only been here two days. Feels like a week. feels like a month. Shit. Um, but it's just such a beautiful place. Like you can't go wrong. There's plenty to do here. So I was like, okay, another time, you know, um, tomorrow we have plans to go drive and check out Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon, and the Wave, possibly. Um, that's another beautiful place. It's called the Wave. It's actually technically, I think, in Utah, and that's like a four-hour drive. Um, but that, if you guys Google that or look it up on Instagram, I mean, Liddy, so so beautiful. Uh, that's another bucket place of mine that I've been wanting to go. So I was like, oh, perfect, I can you know do that instead. So, um, so I'm gonna do that tomorrow. 
Um, but we have quite a long day tomorrow because we have a lot of driving to do and we want to catch the sunrise, uh, sunset at the Grand Canyon. So we have lots of driving to do. So today we did the, we got up early, did that hike, got some breakfast. Um, and yeah, we've just been chilling and we watched, oh, we just watched the third episode of Lovecraft Com- Country. If y'all haven't watched Lovecraft Country on HBO Max, get your asses, somebody, get somebody's login and watch that shit or pay for it. I mean, I get it. Trust me. I have some else's login, so <laughs> I ain't going to judge. But so, 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 so good. It's like a mix between like Stranger Things and like, it's like Stranger Things, but like it's like a period piece because it's, it's like back in like, um, like the 1960s, I believe. Don't quote me on this. I'm awful. Um, but it's like during the whole segregation time with black people. And so it's very triggering for my people, um, but it's real, you know, it's something that, you know, happened and is happening still, you know, in certain parts of the country. So, but it's like super, like, it's, it's, I wouldn't call, it's like, it's like a thriller horror, but it's giving me like stranger things and it's got like fucking vampires and fucking ghosts and all sorts of fucking shit. And, um, Journey Bell, Journey Bell Smollett is killing it she looks fantastic she's so gorgeous she's killing it with her acting um the main dude I forgot what the fuck the main dude's guy his name but he's killing it too like all the actors are dope um J.J. Abrams is one of the is the director I believe of this show that's what we just saw today we're like oh makes sense and Jordan Peele is a part of it too he's one of the um, executive producers so it makes sense that this has got that racism you know relief it's racism it's got all that racism infused and um, into this um, storyline, which is super triggering. But I love that Jordan Peele does that because, you know, it's something that most, you know, producers and directors don't do. And it's very much a thing. So it's like, why be scared of it? Fucking do it, you know? Um, Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. So if you haven't watched it, definitely do that. Um, (laughs) We also have, like, a hot tub in our room. So we have been, like... Your bitch was in the hot tub earlier today for like an hour, just sitting and like baking. I also like fell asleep in it, and then um, we we have a jacuzzi outside, and then we would go from there and just go outside and do the jacuzzi other. So, your girl is just pruny as fuck. Just I'm on my fingers stay on pruny. So, um, but it's so nice. Uh, but yeah, it's been really nice. Arizona is super, super special. Uh, a lot of people do weddings out here because um, it's so picturesque. Um, a lot of people do their, you know, their wedding photos and things. Um, um, what else do they do out here? Uh, the shopping hasn't really been that great. I haven't really like. There's this like there's this cute little like market. It's got this crazy name. I can't pronounce it. it starts with the T, and it's beautiful. It's like this little crafty little artsy section, um, but everything's super expensive. You gotta have that coin. Um, and then it's cute. You know, we walked around, got some like gelato, you know, did the little Caucasian thing. It was super cute. Um, but yeah, that was cute. Uh, what else? Oh, we found this really cute, um, delicious place to eat called, I'm going to Google it right the fuck now. We went there today. You know, we went there actually yesterday. Um, and I want to, I can't really say it right. 
it's like tacolinza. Oh, I think that's it. Tacolinza. 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 It's so cute. So basically, like, it's this cute little cafe. It's like a small family-run um, Mexican business, um, and they do, you know, bomb-ass food. But so cute. Like, literally, you walk in, and it's like walking into somebody's, like, kitchen. Like, literally. So you're like, oh, okay, well, you're in somebody's living room and shit. And then there's this little girl that comes up to you. She's, like, probably, like, nine years old. And she's like, hello. You know, she's so professional. She's, like, the best waitress I've ever had in my life. She was, like, nine. <laughs> she, like, came up to me. She's like, for how many people? She wants you guys to be inside or outside? And I was like, outside. You know, and she was so cute. She was so professional. She, like, served us. She, like, asked me. And she's like, well, can, you, can I get you guys anything else? I'm like, you're so cute. You know, she wore her mask the whole time. So cute. Um... But on top of that, the food was bomb. So good. Um, if you go there, get the Taco Supreme. Oh, sorry. The Tamale Supreme. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, and it's so beautiful. They put all these like, colors and, and like garnishes on that shit. But it was like everything was super flavorful. And it just was like everything was super flavorful. Um, just delicious. So definitely go there. The food was bomb. You're not going to be disappointed. We're going to go back for sure. Uh, we went today, but it was closed. It's Monday today. And a lot of these businesses are like, cause you know, this is like a, like a, you know, what do you call it? Like a getaway, a weekend getaway place or whatever. So Mondays, a lot of these businesses are closed. Um, cause we went to, we wanted to try to get some donuts at, uh, what is it called? Sedonuts. It's a place called Sedonuts. Cute, right? Uh, they, we hear their donuts are fire. They make like, they make their donuts fresh daily and shit and they run out. So you have to go early. Um, Ooh, I think I got another mosquito. These fuckers are eating me alive. Okay. I can't be out here too long. I see them too. Sorry. Um, yeah, they were close today because it's Monday. So, Ooh, I see you mosquito. I swear to God, if you land on my foot, I'm going to fucking kill you. Land, land on my bite I'm gonna fucking kill you do it 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 got you got his ass all right sorry that was really satisfying because I've been getting eaten alive um yeah so yeah this place is gorgeous um yeah I was trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to chat with you guys about oh yeah I can give you guys like a sexy sustainability um, cue the music, producer Rick. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really nice. I went to, we went to this like hippy dippy, um, grocery store, like an organic, like a healthy food store and really, really nice. I just saw that they had a, um, when you do the whole, like when you grab your produce, you always grab those little, those plastic bags that you have to grab because, you know, everybody has to grab them to put them in, you know, your vegetables in there. Um, this store had bio, bi- this store had biodegradable ones, which was great. Cause I'm like, you know what? The, I knew, I know they exist, but it's like annoying that like all stores don't do that. And it's all about money. I know that, but I'm just like, I saw that and I was like, Oh, great. They have like the biodegradable bags here. Love it. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, this is a hippie town. So like, of course they're going to be like more conscious about saving the planet here. So just a little, you know, a little tidbit for you. Uh, fuck, what was the place called? <laughs> Whoops. Um, this place is so small. Honestly, if you're in Sedona, it was like the biggest. It was, you know what it was like? It was like 
It was like if Whole Foods and Trader Joe's had a baby. Yeah. It was called like Market Fresh, I think. Super cute place. Um, yeah. It was literally like if they had a baby. Oh my God. The funniest thing happened. So we were in there <laughs> and my partner had this like shirt that he got from Colorado that said dank on it. And so we were walking around in there and this fucking dude comes up to us and he's high boots. He's like high as fuck. His eyes are like red. He could barely keep his eyes open <laughs> and he just comes up to like, and he didn't have a mask on. So I was like super, I was like, nigga, chill, like keep your distance. But he was so high. He didn't even know he had no shoes on, shoeless, literally like a hippie, super, super hippie. And he comes up to us and he goes up to my partner and he's like, hey, yo, bro, hey, you got, he couldn't even get it out. He was so high. Hey, you, you got, you got that. And he puts his finger, you know, to his mouth, like he's smoking a joint. And literally, like, me and, me and Ricky were like, nah, nigga, we were about to ask you if you if you knew somebody that had it. <laughs> it was hilarious, because, like, he assumed that, like, my partner, like, smoked, and, like, he had, you know, bud. And we can't, obviously, because we don't have an Arizona uh, medical card here. So we were like, no, bro, we don't have any. We were going to ask you if you had weed, because you're clearly high as shit. Why are you asking us for the, the ganja when you're, like, you know, high as fuck already? But honestly, he didn't seem like he was high on just weed. That nigga was, like, on shrooms or something. Because that motherfucker was high as shit. He was high as giraffe pussy. Like, I mean, that motherfucker, his eyes were barely open. And he barely could talk. It was so funny. So after that, we just, like, walked away. And, you know, we were just cracking up. Because we were like, that's so funny that he walks up to you. And my partner is like, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Like, people just walk up to me and ask me for weed. Because they just they just know I'm a pothead. So it was funny. Um... <laughs> And then, and then when we walk out, this place was such a fucking hippie place. We walk out of the place, and there's this, like, lady, like, wiping down the, like, shopping carts. And she's all like, look, a rainbow. And we're like, what? And we, like, look up, and there's, like, a beautiful rainbow in the sky. We're like, oh, yeah, awesome. And she's like, have a good day. I'm like, yo, this place is fucking hippie as shit. <laughs> it was so funny. I was, like, we got, I was, like, laughing. I'm like, hippie as fuck. I love it, my people. So, yeah. It was funny. It was cute. I didn't think she had, I don't even think she had shoes on, honestly. It was that place. Um, yeah, it was cute. It was cute. Um, fuck, what else happened while we've been here? Honestly, it feels like I've been here for a fucking month, and I swear to God, we've only been here. This is the second day. It's crazy. I miss my cat. I miss my cat so much. Oh my God, my little Georgie pants. If you guys follow me on Instagram or my social media, you'll see that I'm obsessed with my cat. We got a kitten during quarantine, and we're new cat parents. So, oh, my God. And my cat, um, Georgie, has this, like, stuffed, like, he has a stuffed animal that he, like, carries around. And he, like, he's like a dog, honestly. My cat's like a dog. He carries around his little squirrel everywhere he goes. It's a little squirrely. And he'll carry it, pick it up in his mouth, and he'll walk around, and then he'll start to, like, lick it and kill it and bite it and shit, kick it with his feet. And he puts it in people's bags. Like, we've had people come over, and, like, my sister's come over, and she's, like, had a bag on the floor. And then she'll grab her bag, and there's the, and Squirrely will be in there. So he, like, hides the squirrel in places. So, you know, the, when we were packing, Georgie came and, like, was, of course, because cat, cats love bags, and they love, you know, suitcases and shit. They love boxes. So he jumped in my partner's suitcase, and he had a squirrel, you know, and then he left the squirrel in the fucking bag. Um, in the suitcase and like he and my partner was like make sure we don't fucking take squirrely with us because Georgie keeps hiding him in my bag 
And sure enough, what did we find when we fucking started unpacking in our first day? Georgie put Squirrely in my partner's bag. He opened the bag and Squirrely was in there. And I was like, we were so sad. We started like getting upset. We were like, Georgie doesn't have Squirrely. What is he going to do? He doesn't have us. He doesn't have Squirrely. Oh my God. But my mom and like my little brother are watching him. So I was like, oh my God. But we were so torn apart. Cause we were like, oh my God, he's going to miss his squirrel so much. So yeah, we're obsessed with our cat. So cat parents, um, I miss my Georgie pants, but he's getting big and he's being a little brat. He's like a teenager now. So he like won't let me hold him without crying and stuff. So I'm like, whatever. You'll miss me when I'm on. So whatever. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that like super, super like dope besides the fucking wild boar that we like almost got eaten by, um, (laughs) that happened. Um, your girl's getting tan. I'm like itchy and like brown. I'm like black as fuck. Um, what else? Honestly, I think I told y'all the highlights of it so far. I mean, this is our... Like I said, this is our second day. We still have another couple days, and we're going to go to, yeah, I'm really excited about the wave because that place has been on my fucking bucket list for a long time. And when she, when the um, receptionist recommended it, besides, because, like, you know, I was supposed to go to Antelope Canyon, she's like, have you ever heard of the wave? You can go there instead. I, you know, that's open. And so I looked it up. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I love this. Like, I've been wanting to go here. So we were excited. Um... So, yeah, um, that's it. I mean, like, I don't really have anything else to talk about. Um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, I mean, my my meditation, my um, meditate, masturbate, medicate section segment could have been talking about the vortexes because that's all about meditation. And I just thought that was so fucking cool, like, that these places exist, that they have, like, high-energy frequency places in the world and they like you feel it guys I mean like if you're not into that hippie shit I'm sorry but you're missing the fuck out because when we were up there and we just like took in the scenery we're just like oh you know it's just like oh you know what I did want to talk about something can't believe it took me forever to remember you guys rest in motherfucking peace to the king Chadwick Boseman I literally was packing when my friend Jeremy texted me, it's like, and texted me like, you know, T'Challa, no, no, T'Chaka died. And I was like, wait, what? He says me the like, you know, link. And I was like, this is, and then it said ABC News. So I was like, fuck, this actually happened. And I remembered like, um, he was on Jesus and Meryl. I'm obsessed with Jesus and Meryl, by the way. Jesus and Meryl, um, the Bodega Boys podcast, the best. But Jesus and Meryl on Showtime, amazing. If you don't watch them, do it. But he was on their show, like, I don't know, maybe a few, the first season, I think. And he looked so skinny. And I was like, maybe he's, I'm like, wow, he's so thin. Like, you know, and like, obviously, you know, with Black Panther, and he was like pretty, you know, swole, you know. And I was like, why is he so thin, you know? And then so I just, I just chalked it up to him, you know, being, you know, thinning out for a role. Because, you know, obviously he's an actor. So, and he's been continuously working. Like, he's been working. That motherfucker has not rested this whole time, like, the, like, so he was diagnosed with colon cancer four years ago, and the Black, Pan- Black Panther came out in 2016, so that was four years ago, so that means that, wait, 
Yeah, 2016. It was, no, no, was it 2016? Yeah, I think it was 2016. That's when it came out, I believe. I think that's what we were saying. Or was it 2018? Fuck, whatever. Um, I know, but basically, though, it basically means, though, that, like, when he was, like, possibly, like, shooting the film, he, like, knew already. So, like, he was just, like, working constantly. I mean, and, like, and if you guys don't know and you don't realize, being on set, like, working as an actor, like, you, their work, like, it's work. It's hard, you know? Like, you're on set for, like, 15 hours plus, you know? It's exhausting. So for then the fact that he was, like, getting chemo and he was, he was having surgeries while he was filming still, I'm like, this motherfucker is a fucking G. He was so strong, so strong. So, like, when I heard those news, when I heard the news of that he passed, I just, like, I was, like, so torn up. I got emotional. I started crying. I really did because, you know, Black Panther, I know for people that don't think that that wasn't a big deal for black people, it really was. You know, we're not celebrate. We don't, it's important to see yourself, you know, to be represented on the big screen. Like, it's important, so important to young kids, you know, to to have representation of themselves, um, to feel confident, to feel loved, to feel wanted. Like, and it's like, he was our fucking, like, black mage, first black major superhero like on the big screen like marvel movies you know like that was so huge like you know the young black boys you know we see little white boys pretending to be black panther like what it's crazy you know like it's unheard of you know like it's like it's never happened you know and he was that you know and not only was he that but he like played um jackie robinson which was the first um black man in the major league baseball um you know he played I think he played James, was it James Brown too? Fuck, he was in some fucking major, major, like iconic black movies. And, um, you know, he was a Howard University graduate. Um, And, you know, he just like paid homage to his people, like to his like university's alma mater. And then, you know, he would do like volunteer work and he would go to like cancer, he would go to like cancer hospitals and like do like, you know, one-on-one like, volunteer work with them and like it's this whole time you know there's photos of him like visiting cancer patients in the hospital and it's like this whole time like he had cancer too and he was just like you know like doing this like because he knew you know like he was just like I'm there's nothing different between between me and this child that's in this bed you know like this is like the least I can do it's just like fuck. I don't want to speak for him obviously you know but the fact that you know the public mainly like obviously his close family and friends knew and and all that, but he chose to do it privately. You know, he chose to, you know, to go through this, go through cancer and just chose to keep it within his close circle. And let's just shout out to his team. Like this shit was not publicly known. You know, it was, I would say it it was, it was quiet, you know, like his team respected this man so much that like it wasn't in the TMZ news and all this shit, you know what I'm saying? It was so, pri- like, we didn't know, you know? So, like, it's, like, it's always, like, really astounding to me when people with, like, such a high, when there's people that are in, like, you know, public eye, like, you know, actors and singers and things like that are able to keep things so quiet because they can't do things 
well, they can't even take a shit without it being on TMZ. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that, like, Beyonce came out with Lemonade and, like, literally, like, her whole team was silent about it. Like, we didn't know. That was, like, a fucking, like, that was amazing. Like, her team is amazing, you know? And it just shows the amount of respect they have for her. So I felt that for, like, for Chadwick. Like, I felt that his team was, like, they loved and respected the fuck out of him. So if he wanted to keep it private, they respected that. They didn't tell a soul. And I think that's so dope. Like, it's very special to have that team with you, to have that team behind you. Because not many of us do. Honestly, it's hard. It's hard to find loyal people. Because people are assholes. And people are greedy and money-hungry and power-hungry. And, you know, they want their clout. They want to be on... Everybody wants to be an Instagram model. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants these follows. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody wants money representation they want to be you know everybody wants to be that bitch that nigga you know what I'm saying like but at the end of the day it's like fuck if you have people that really fuck with you really respect you really love you that's what living is about that's what like you're rich then I feel like you're you're wealthy like like how many of these motherfucking rich ass motherfuckers are out here and don't have nobody paying for pussy you know what I'm saying paying for love, paying for, you know, affection. Because, like, yeah, you got all this money, but you ain't got nobody because you ain't shit. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that, you know, I, I don't, you know, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> the motherfucker's worth $200 billion. And what, he didn't he just get divorced with his wife? Fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. Like, you guys, please don't try to, please try not to patronize Amazon if you can. I understand that. You know, so during this time, especially, you know, Amazon was really the only thing that was like up and popping for a while when the grocery stores were, you know, still kind of like, Ugh, I don't want to leave the house. But if you can like support a company from their actual direct website or some other, you know, small business, local business, local artisans, shop on Etsy, go on eBay, like try to support people like me and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fuck Jeff Bezos. Fuck his ass. That nigga is rich as fuck. You know what I'm saying? How many fucking, like, how many protests are happening with Amazon workers all around the world? Because they, they're, they're getting mistreated or they don't have the right, they don't have, like, their, their pay is shit. They don't have the fucking, you know, proper insurance. Just, just trash. You know, it's like, you're a bill. How much more money do you need? $200 billion? Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want that shit. I don't want that money. What the fuck am I going to do with $200 billion? What the fuck am I going to do with $200 billion? Like, I could go around, I could see every country in the world thousands of times and still not spend, like, half of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a lot of fucking money, you know? Like, do, like, do better. Like, give back. Be a, be a good person, you know? Like, ugh. Like, life is short, you know? Like, and, like, just seeing that with, like, you know, Chadwick, like, I was, like, he was 43, you know, like, my partner, that's, like, you know, my partner's not far from that, like, I was, like, so, like, relating to, I was, like, fuck, like, colon cancer, like, that can happen, like, that shit can happen to anyone, cancer is fucking scary, I'm so scared of cancer, and it's, like, you can, like, do all the right things, eat the right shit, like, eat the right food, and, like, exercise, and, you know, and it's, like, still, that doesn't say, like, you that that could just be like you could just be pre that like you could just be pre-exposed like your body could just like be like 
what is the word? Like they could just like form cells. Like your body could just form like cells really easily. And then like obviously if you're like my friend has this um, condition, I forgot the name of it, but where her body just like is like always forming cells and, and forming like these um, benign cysts or these like these like lumps in her body like all over and like um, basically like obviously the more your body produces all these cells the more chances that some of these lumps are going to be cancerous you know and so like what the fuck are you gonna do you, can, you like that's something that you're just born with you know like like i i mean i truly believe that like the food in america is poison you know like i like poison like when i lived overseas like just really saw the difference when i lived overseas like i had to like detox myself like when i moved to australia like i literally like had a period where like the food in Australia tasted like shit to me because everything in America is like on the uh, on 10 like everything's like everything's full of like chemicals and our taste buds are just like on crack right so I went to Australia and I'm like eating the food there I'm like this shit whack this shit bland this shit Australians don't know how to eat good food you know what I'm saying and then I was living there for a year and then like as I was living there like I realized, like, my taste buds, obviously, my body got acclimated to eating real food, you know, and, and I was just like, fuck, like, no, the food in America is poison, that's what's killing us, that's what's giving us cancer, that's what's giving us everything, like, it's our fucking food, yo, and the sad thing is, like, you can try your best, like, I mean, obviously, going organic is the best way to go, but, like, even, like, there's even, like, the fucking, like, there's, like, these specific labels you need now to, like, make sure you're labeling organic. But, like, pe- companies have, like, gotten smart now, and they're able to label their their items and their food, like, products, like, in a way where you think you're buying organic, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, you got to be very, sp- like, careful and read, read the ingredients. If there's, like, 8,000 things in the ingredients, that shit ain't organic. Why the fuck is there 8,000 things in, like, a, you know, in this, like, bowl of cereal? or whatever, whatever you're eating, you know, there should be a short list of ingredients, and they need to be something you can read, you know, food, like, sugar, nuts, not oxypidone, I don't know, what the fuck, like, florazine, and all, all everything that, all, fructose, and all this extra shit, like, all the shit you can't pronounce, don't eat that shit, you know what I'm saying, for the most, if you can't, if you can't, I mean, I'm fully saying this, but your girl loves Popeyes, so, call me hypocrite, you know, I am, whatever, but, you know, <laughs> Popeye's is poison, I know, but it tastes so fucking good, like, literally, you'll drive by, you'll drive by, like, Popeye's and smell it, and you're like, oh, Popeye's, and then your body goes into this frenzy, and then you, like, want it so bad, oh, my God, and then you'll be in that fucking line waiting for that fucking chicken sandwich, oh, my God, oh, the ghetto, anyways, but, yeah, um, our food is poison, we're all gonna die, no, I'm just kidding, um, it's super dark, um, no, it, it's, it's, it's real. It's real shit, though. It, it is real shit. So, like, I don't know. Like, do your, do your best, people. Do your best. You know, live your best life, you know. Um, but for the most part, if you can try to eat organic and take care of yourself, get 30 minutes of exercise every day if you can, which I get it. Some of y'all have babies and full-time jobs and, you know, older family members you're taking care of so you're like bitch it's not it's not as easy as you think you know to say that you know so yeah so yeah I'm just you know rambling at this point but I just wanted to do a little something something for y'all um 
I just thought it'd be really fun to just do like a little podcast, a little bonus episode out here in Sedona, Arizona, to shoot the shit, talk to my people. Um, thank you so much for everyone that listens and subscribes and, you know, comments. Um, it really, I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys can keep doing that, um, mostly on Apple podcasts, I don't really see a, a, a comment or a, a rating on like Spotify and like Google podcasts and things like that or, or, or what Stitcher, but Apple podcasts is like, like, and Spotify are like the big mamas. So like definitely, definitely download, listen to my episodes on there, um, on Apple podcasts, rate and subscribe and comment, please. That always helps me to be seen by people with money. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, I'll leave y'all with a little bit of a quote that I just figured out on my phone right now. So yeah, I'm going to do a little quote for you guys. Quote of the day, quote of the day. And I just chose this right now, fresh out of my ass. Uh, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. And that's by the girl, the girl, the doll, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, look at me, Oprah Winfrey. Ugh, let me not disrespect her name. Oprah motherfucking Winfrey. Okay? A little quote from her. So, yeah. I have no idea how long I've been talking. My partner is not in... He's, he ditched me and just left me to podcast on my own. So I hope I haven't been talking too long. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know if you guys did or not. Again, rate, subscribe. Um, find me on Instagram. Kimbo, Kim, everything is Kimboology Podcasts. Um, I even have a TikTok, but I don't get that shit. Do y'all know what TikTok is? Do y'all know how to do TikTok? I feel like so old. I feel like it's like only young kids know how to do it. And they're like professionals at it. I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? So like, all I've just been posting is Georgie. <laughs> I'm like, here's my cat. Here. You like that? Like it? I don't know. Comment. Follow me, you know? Um, I mean, he's cute enough where people will follow him because he is adorable. But yeah, I don't understand it. But anyways, I have a TikTok, whatever, Kimboology podcast, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. All that, all that, all that, all that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm excited to have more guests on my show. I want to talk about lots of fun things, laugh and just, yeah, be, form this community, form this, you know, ecosystem, you know, I, I want to learn from y'all and I want to make you smile and make you laugh. And I want to make y'all love me, love me, love me. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't care if you don't like me, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> whatever. Um, you can hate listen too. I'm sure some of y'all hate me and you hate listening. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. I'll let y'all go. And again, thank you again for joining me for another installment of Kimboology. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys real soon. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> Shoot the damn dog.